They can't hold up for fucking. They can barely hold up for a half. That's it. Positives right away. Spurs in episode 17. Nick and Ben here. Ben, nice Woo! mug. Tell the people about your mug, Ben. Um, so growing up, my doctor was a big Batman person. And I remember going for checkups and he always had these Batman posters and I started loving Batman. And then Dark Knight came out. Saw it five times in theaters, three times alone. Shouldn't have admitted that. But whatever. Love Batman. I literally thought you were only going to say I like Batman. And we got our money's worth on that one alone. Yeah. That's what you got. That's what, that's what everyone wants to hear. My embarrassing moments. So, Ben, it's Monday following a, a, a tough Sunday for Spurs. 3 nothing, falling to Chelsea. Um, I'm going to stop right there, pump the brakes. Everyone, go follow us on social media. I did it this time. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Spurs in Podcast. All right, let's reverse, go back around. Ben, tough Sunday there. Spurs lost 3 nothing. Also, uh, tell, tell your friends about us. Yes, tell your friends. Uh, yeah. yeah. Rate, review, subscribe, unsubscribe, rate again. Re-rate, re-rate, re-review, yeah. Yeah, all that. Let's go back toward the game. <laughs> we have, uh, yeah, uh, Sunday, uh, I was talking about my bad beats, so I had a bad American football Sunday. Jets weren't great for you as well. Um, it was quite a Sunday, but uh, Spurs, at least on the 11.30 a.m. kickoff in New York City time, gave us a rough start to the day, Ben. How did you... How did you cope with the rest of that Sunday leading into now Monday? My, uh, <laughs> as I ask you that, as you're still in your robe in the afternoon, just killing out right now, but I yeah, respect I, it. Yeah, I tried to work this morning and I just gave up halfway through the day and put the robe on. But yeah, it was a, I mean, overall, it was a rough day. For listeners, I'm a gigantic, diehard New York Jets fan, and I went right from the Tottenham game, which ended at around 1.30, when the, game, the Jets game had started at 1, and both were just disasters happening at the same time. So, yeah, it was a rough Sunday. But on a Spurs front, it wasn't the worst thing ever, but it wasn't good at all, and it just showed the major difference between the new, I'm going to say it, people have been saying it, there's a top four, and then there's, I guess, Leicester, Arsenal, and us, West Ham, and Everton, I guess. But we have no, there's no more top six. We are far below these, the talent and the abilities of these teams and what they can bring off the bench, even with our injuries. Yeah, well, I, talent on the bench, for sure. We're, we're, we're very far behind in that regard. But at least the, I, I did the best hope, I think, the best feeling maybe we had on Sunday Um the lineup, uh, well, we're going to start right at the top there at the lineup. I think we mm. saw the lineup that many of us wanted to see. Uh, debatably, I think it was Derek. We uh, we said maybe, well, I, I shouldn't say we, I'll, I'll own my take, that uh, other than maybe Dyer out, Sanchez in, but that's not even a knock on Dyer. Sanchez has just been very good this season. I'll say it all uh, year. It's that, it's that left center back being comfortable playing that left center back position, and Dyer's the only one on the team that's comfortable playing it. Fair enough. Yeah, I thought I. Other than that, I don't think the lineup had. Did, did you have anything, uh, Ben? That was. Uh, did I think that was going to be the lineup? No, I thought Skip and Hoiberg would play against the, who we know is a better team in Chelsea. So I thought we'd play a little more defensive. But no, we came out with like the dream lineup, and I literally wrote down. The quote was like, uh, "What? Never meet your heroes," in in, to in total fear <laughs> of what is going to happen. Like, oh, this is exactly what we wanted to see. Lo Celso's in and Dombele's in, Delhi's in. I mean, I wish 
it was Bergwijn instead of maybe Deli or Lo Celso, but we got the attacking football we wanted and I was stoked, but then it was immediately into terror and being terrified because we're going to do this lineup against Chelsea. So yeah, I, I, I wrote down, I hope I like, don't, don't meet your heroes, but for the first half, it was good. It wasn't great because we still can't create chances. Yeah, before, before we jump in the first half, which is what we're going to do as soon as I'm done talking, that lineup was Hugo, of course, Emerson Royale, Eric Dyer, Romero, Regulon, Hoiberg, Lacelso, Undumbele, Deli, Sun, and Kane to wrap things up up top. Yeah, that's uh, I think you mentioned there Ber- Bergwijn maybe uh, coming in at some point there. He's been good kind of at both ends. I think he's just kind of missed that. I guess the story of his career on this team is missing that goal-scoring touch. And, and, and injuries. And injuries, of course, too. Yes, that's a good point. But, yeah, that lineup surprisingly got, I think, the blood pumping for a lot of people and gave us that Spursy hope of, well, maybe. And this was, to your point, Ben, you said there that the first half brought some positives. This, and I'm going to link in my American football Sunday as well, because as soon as I actually missed the Rudiger goal at the end, because I mean, they were down two nothing and it came in the 92nd minute, and I didn't have time after the 89th minute for this game, but I went on to the, for, for work, obviously, you know, Ben, I had to write about the Buffalo bills. They won 35 to nothing and kind of like Spurs, you had some positives and a three zero loss, which is weird. The bills had like critics and kind of played like shit and won 35, nothing. Well, I, kept so looking kind of a, at, I kept looking at the scoreboard going, but he only has 150 yards passing. It's 35 nothing. Like, what is yeah. happening? And game? on top of that, the offense scored all five touchdowns, too. But somehow they still found a way to, like, you kind of didn't feel great about that football game. And you somehow, after a 3 nothing loss, were like, well, at least, at least we had this positive and that positive. So it was really just a weird, weird Sunday. And then my bad beats really didn't make up for it. I feel all kind of messed up today, to be honest uh, with you. But. And quickly, the Jets just played the most classic Jets-Patriots game that's going to cause me PTSD for the rest of my life. Just an abysmal, embarrassing, an embarrassing game on levels of all football. And they play this game against the Patriots at home consistently. But fumble, yada, yada. But let's get back to Spurs. On the bright side, Harry Kane noted Patriots fan might have enjoyed that game. I don't care what Harry Kane likes right now. <laughs> I was waiting for that happiness. So, yeah, uh, Ben, I have written uh, written here on my list of things that we should talk about. At the top, I have the first half after the lineup. I was going a little chronologically there, and then I got kind of went all over the place. And let's just jump back down to the second bottom thing. Where do you find positives? Because let's face it, pretty much any positive in this game came in the first half. And I guess what was your... For me, I have a couple things, but top positive. What do you think the number one thing was in that first half that made you feel not the way you felt at the final whistle? <laughs> I'm going to give some credit to Nuno here, and then I'm going to take it all away later. But fair enough. Fair enough. He made the tactics correct, knowing that they had Kovacic and Jorginho in the middle. And if we, what we did was we pretty much put everyone mainly central with Hoy Lo Celso, and Dombele, and Kane and Son were coming back into the midfield and it completely overwhelmed Jorginho and Kovacic, which made what you saw after the first half. When have Spurs had one possession, especially with a team against with playing a team like Chelsea or had completed more passes? And you could say, yeah, we passed the ball in the back, but you don't possess the ball like that unless the midfield has control of the football. And we did. Did we have some issues on the sides? Yeah, but there was it was a great technical. I mean, it was a great tactics from Nuno to 
decide, look, look who they got in the middle. It's just Jorginho and Kovacic. Let's make sure we overflow the midfield and hopefully we can generate chances off that. And we got to the third and still as good as we played. And I thought for that first 30, 35 minutes, especially, and then I thought it went flat. We still don't get chances. Yeah, there like, was there there was it it's it's hard because you I certainly felt in the second half like our pressing was part of the problem of why we there's a lot of things that went wrong in the second half, to be honest, that that list is going to go on for a while. But there's a little bit more intent in the first half to get four. There's more pressing. It felt like a lot of a lot more things that went right. Um, but no, it's no, still sorry. No other players we had on the bench. Did you think this was like a smash and grab or do you think we should have done it opposite? Because there was no subs coming on if this game got like you saw the subs he brought on. There was no subs, offensive subs coming on if in case the game got out of control. It was kind of like we're going to throw our best offensive players that we have out there, and pray we get that goal early. Yeah, for sure. It's or that, or keep a tie. I think that that's a good way to to look at it. Yeah, yeah, is to try to get that goal early because they brought on our best options. I mean, Heel was our in, only attacking option on that bench. They, uh, yeah, I mean, you're not going to trust the. Uh, other than that, uh, Devil's Advocate would say Scarlet, but let's face the reality on that one. He's 17 year old kid he's now you're not going to go out there and throw him again in against we've against said Chelsea that so much and hurt. i mean uh, yeah uh, you're not going to hope for much in that in that regard uh with scarlet coming on potentially but in the first half i again really uh, for a lot of the game um the the back line especially the center backs like i did didn't mind their play i mean lukaku's been ridiculous this season so far and he was not the reason that they won credit to our, to our center backs for that. I thought the fullbacks were a little, little spotty. Uh, I really wish Reggie would have in the 20th minute, he went down and he had that kind of three on two break and he tried to cross it. And I, I can see what he was trying to do there, but he needed to cross it earlier. Yes. That's what I was just going to say. Either yeah. earlier, shoot it. Like by the yeah, time he did it, it too. was so obvious that it, where he was going with it. I, I, I wish he would have by the time he crossed it. Took, taken that shot but i mean in in the 14th minute they had that three on two which i could not believe that in score on emerson uh came out of there uh royal had that sliding block 14th minute yeah, was, that, 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 that's what we needed to do like shit happens like that when you play those teams and yeah it was it was bad defense obviously but as long as they don't score and we shut it down completely quickly we we everyone ran to the ball it was good it was good play and the midfield is certainly a, a reason for discussion with this team just like week in and week out, really. It's there's moments when they look sometimes decent, but a lot of the times they look like the second best midfield on the on the on the pitch that day. And Chelsea's is probably the best midfield in the league. And to Spurs credit, early in the game, they did look like they were the better midfield. They were winning, they were winning duels, they were getting getting the ball. We we weren't the most creative team once again because well, you know, we get rid of guys like carrying Trippier and never replace him and Christian Eriksen and never replace him. And that's kind of where we are with this team. But Ben, what is your, I, I know that this midfield was a contentious point in our coveted group text that we mentioned a lot on this podcast. So let's just, let's just get right into the midfield, Ben. Where, where are you at with the, the way this midfield played? I mean, I think Nandabele had some rave reviews when he had the ball early. I think he went 60-ish minutes. Don't quote me on the exact time. It would have been like 62 or something, but he did come off early. Where are you at with the midfield? Uh, yeah, I think the midfield, midfield, the whole 
movement of the midfield was excellent in the first uh, in the first 30 minutes, 35 minutes. Then I thought it got a little stale, but they did an excellent job of overloading Kovacic and Jorginho, as I said, even with Kane sliding back. Kane was playing like left while Sonny was playing striker at positions. Um, but if you're talking about the three, you're talking about the three guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Los mm-hmm. Celso was there. He was a body, but he was fucking horrible today. He was so bad. He loses the ball all the time. Delhi Delhi was losing the ball all the time too today. Uh, in Dombele had a game, he wasn't. I thought he was crowded out a lot. And there's a focus for Chelsea to, you know, they know people know who he is, and he's gonna have to figure out ways to get away from that or get around that. But he was fine. He he was definitely not the issue in the midfield in that. And then Hoiberg plays his classic Hoiberg game. The thing I'll say about Hoiberg is we give him so much credit. And then you watch someone like Conte come on who plays Hoiberg's position. You're like, oh, like that dude's just better at what we want, what we think Hoiberg is every week. But yeah, I'm not going to give shit to Hoiberg. The problem is I saw a video of Dembele this weekend. You know, our our old favorite, my favorite and Derek's favorite, Moussa Dembele. Derek's favorite for sure. Derek's favorite for sure. That man did everything. He did both. We don't have that. We yeah, don't even no. have, and we don't have an Ericsson replacement. So service to Kane is still abysmal, regardless of us getting all our offensive guys on, generally on the field. Yeah, no, uh, agreed there. I, I I was curious what you were going to say about Gio, because for me, even though in the first half, I... I what, do you hate, some runs? I hate to be that guy that's like, it almost looks like the effort was more there in the first half and the second half, but it was just like, there were so many little things where it's like, they don't, don't went, don't dig the ball out. They made no advances in the second half. It seemed like it just seemed like the drop off was so astronomically large in the second half from the midfield. The midfield was the most irritating thing in that second half for me. Um, I think that, I guess if you want to now, uh, use that as a as a as a pedestal to go into that abysmal second half oh you want to go to the second half now? <laughs> yeah because i mean that's going to be a bloodbath i don't even know what else to say other than that they were brutal and just everywhere up and down yeah the back line i thought had, had some okay moments in the, in the second half even hugo but i think that was one of the best players on the day Hugo had some big saves yeah yeah exactly agreed agreed there are uh, three star all world-class players in this team one of them's not playing well. The other one didn't play well, but it's Harry Son and Hugo. So I'm not going to, that's it. That's all we got. And we can talk about that too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like just the lack of quality. Yes. Yes. Uh, no, I lost my train of thought in the second half, but. Yeah, we're just moving on. The second oh, there. Yeah. There's second. I thought that, you know, there's a lot of credit being thrown on to the substitutions and the changes made by Chelsea, but I think it, uh, another big, big reason the way things quickly went downhill is, I mean, they scored, I think three minutes into the half and, you know, again, not to be cliche and say the effort wasn't there in the midfield or to say, you know, this is a, you know, worst time to score is a good cliche. You know, you never want to score before or after halftime or whatever. It's, you know, the worst time to score in a game or let up a goal in a game. That circumstantial goal, it just felt like it was so deflating when it went in. It was like, okay, this oh, is extremely, extremely. It just it seemed like extremely. the team dropped off, right? When, Not that they were at it coming out in the second half, but that goal I thought played as much of a part as the changes that they made that you mentioned, Ben, already. Yes, credit to them for making them, but that circumstantial goal, it was like, oh, if that could have just waited a little bit longer, I felt like we could have got, could have maybe got some traction. I saw the immediate change. 
we all kind of knew what what the issue was for Chelsea when the half came and that they were going to do something because Chelsea did not look good at all moving forwards, doing no, really anything. Even if we weren't making chances, they looked they didn't look like Chelsea. So we knew a change was coming and we knew that we would we were already overloading the midfield. And yeah, for players they can bring on and players they don't, they brought on the best number six in the world. And he immediately was able to sit into that position, give Kovacic and Jorginho more help, man mark Celso and Dombele and Hoiberg, which caused our advantage that I said we had to go away. And yes, they scored super early set piece, not this fall, but coming off that set piece, maybe because they were just working harder or whatever, or maybe it was, I don't know, the new system that came in or Conte that came in. They had three corner kicks in a row before they got the goal. Yeah, fair enough. If we want to, you want to just go right into the goal. You, yep. you, you, you start. You talk. You tell us about the goal. Tell me your your opinion of that goal. Spurs have everybody back defending the corner. In by Alonso. Oh, and the header's in. And Chelsea made the breakthrough, and now a standing player today's got it. Thiago Silva. I mean, yeah, the set piece. I mean, Dali just. I don't know what if he thought that he had him marked. He saw him. He looked right at. I him. mean, uh, what was he doing on that? It, it was it was a tough look, and uh, we know Delhi's you know going to be the hardest working guy out there. But it's almost like while we're taking a little bit of a moral victory about playing better in the first half than Chelsea did, I I think I've had enough of the moral victories with Delhi. I mean, how about some product? Yeah. How about yeah? Okay, so that he he can run up and down the field really well. So Soko did that excellent. <laughs> He did. Like, and that's what he's become. Where's the where's the skill? Where's anything? There's nothing coming from him other than yo, you see how hard he worked? He played some good defense. I don't want defense from Deli Alley. Like it's not what I'm looking for. And the defense we weren't even getting because on that goal, uh, yeah. I, I mean I didn't it was him and Dyer, I think you said, right? So that was there. It was it was him and he looks he looks over at uh Thiago's running in. And he just stands there and he, and he tried to get the, uh, you know, the flat footed jump. And, you know, with all those workout videos, you thought he would like jump out of the <laughs> building, you know, but my, my thing was going, we'll get into, I mean, I guess we'll talk about the leaders, but I thought Dyer should have just stepped in and going, I have the center back. Cause usually the center backs take the center backs or unless you have a striker who is huge, but the, we had Lukaku guarded. I don't know who had him, but he was clearly guarded. And I thought Dyer should have been like, all right, Diago knows exactly what he's doing. This guy, we, we know who he is. He's very good at heading. I'm going to take him and not let Delhi, our attacking player, be the one to defend Thiago. And he just stood him back. Harry Kane was also in his zone, kind of in the area, and no one attacked it. Thiago runs in. Delhi tries this like half jump from a standing position and goal. And yeah, game is now. Yeah, it was a sinking feeling just because how well we played in the first overall. And then quickly, now we're down. And when you're down to Chelsea, it's not fun. Yeah, I thought that so the circumstantial part of it played a, a big, big part for me. Of course, those changes did again, but it, it was said on the broadcast and it was probably true that Delhi thought he had that marked up. But again, the it's more about the product than the effort. <laughs> that's just kind of like it, it, it's got to be. You can't that, stand there. That like quali- quantifies his entire season to date or his entire I guess, recent form to date where it's the, let's get some product. Let's get some end product here to go along with the effort because all right, your effort was that you thought you had a mark. Clearly you did not. 
it was not even close. He, yeah, like the whole point, like when you're in that position, you kind of have to make like a move out and a move in. So you get some pace so you can jump up in the air and like go with him. He had a full run and Delhi was like, oh, when he gets in here to jump, I'll be there. I mean, maybe he thought like, oh, 36 year old Thiago is not going to out jump me. You know, I was going to say kudos him for being what, 36, 37 and scoring yeah. that though. <laughs> but like, he's still like one of the best players of our uh, best defenders of our lifetime. So I, you got to expect you got to play. I mean, I thought that was just, yeah, poor defense and poor leadership on Dyer not to step in and say, Dell, you go behind me. I got this. Fair I enough. am a better header of the ball in this situation. This is what I do. I'm a center back. That's and Dyer wasn't guarding anyone. So there's no one attacking the ball. But that's how I felt on that play more than it was. I don't I don't I'm not down with like unlucky set pieces. Set pieces are something you need to guard well, especially when you're the worst team. Or the lesser team. No offense. We're, we're the lesser team yeah. in this game. <laughs> but saying the worst, I was like, shit. Right. We're no, the worst the, team in the, the league. Not the worst team, but like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, less, <laughs> the, the, the worst team in the game. But yeah, it, that's a good point in the dire. I didn't really even think about that because the focus for me was so much on Delhi there because Delhi was much closer to being in position. But Dyer, not that he he made up for it, but a couple minutes later, then that's when Marcus Alonso got that wide open look. They had the crossover. Someone, I, I apologize, forgot crossover, far post, right in the middle. Nobody's that was, there. That was Emerson's only real major mistake. I thought he had a little struggle. He had a little struggle with Alonso, but Alonso's a really good player and he played really well. Yeah, he's been on fire. He's been he's been keeping Chilwell out on the on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> Chilwell is their bag. Okay, yeah, but anyway, classic. moving on. Yeah. Classic. Oh, uh, is he like sixty million? Sixty more than we'll spend. That's 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 the answer. Dyer. Uh, yeah, he had that block, which is going in. Kai Havertz, Lukaku lurking. Well, back in Alonso off the line. Oh, what an incredible block! Eric Dyer is one of those back in Chelsea. Can't believe that they haven't scored again. Eric Dyer, nominated for the Player of the Month in the Premier League in August, is there in September with a brilliant goal line clearance. Uh, Hugo made an effort to get there. I think he dove into Dyer a little bit, but that's that was huge from from Eric. And then uh, five minutes later, that's when Conte got his goal. Uh, Dyer was the deflection on it. And there were some good and some bad for me on that goal. The good, I think obviously was Dyer got in the way, but where was anybody else there? Celso crowded out. Miguel Conte decides to belt it. Oh, and the deflection has taken it into the net. A decisive touch off Eric Dyer on its way through. And Angolo Conte is congratulated by his teammates. Pierre was flat-footed on the line. That was Pierre's worst player of the game because you got, regardless of how far out he was, because he was super far out, you just, you can't leave that spot because deflections you've seen have happened all the time this year and deflections happen on these shots. You can't give them space to even attempt the shot. Deflections go in all the time. So Hoiberg was, I thought, was caught flat-footed on his back foot, needed to step up to put more pressure on Conte. And yeah, we got, we definitely got unlucky that I think that would have probably been saved by uh, Larissa if it wasn't a deflection. But we gave him that opportunity to do that by giving him too much space. I'm at the point of trying to find positives here with this team that when that went in, I was like, oh, 
fuck, if this was a hundred years ago, the goalpost would be square still and it would have bounced out. <laughs> That's pretty much where I'm at with trying to find positives in this in this second half. I was like, well shit, if they still <laughs> I wrote had- it. I wrote in my notes if this was a hundred years ago. This is what that would have been. Whenever, whenever the hell out of he might have he might have stubbed his toe on the like grass with like who know the however yeah. the fields were. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was. It was tough because you know Dyer's gonna head down, ha- head in hands, uh, knelt to the ground. Obviously, he's not gonna be happy about the deflection, but he got in good position there to block that when nobody was. So that was the good and the bad, right? For me, Dyer got in the way, and that's what you want from your center back there when there's someone wide open with a shot. Uh, looking at Hugo, staring down Hugo, but Mr. I, I was, I was so, I mean, you, you mentioned Hoiberg and I'll take your word for it. Of course, I'm not going to debate that with you, but it was on the replay. I saw was like, there was nobody. He had so much space that I couldn't identify who was out of place. Cause everyone was so out of place. No, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, he had so much space. And I didn't even know who the hell was trying to mark him. It was a two on one with a get yeah. with a huge piece of space in the middle yeah one of them one of them's got to step up one of them's got to even like scare him in that i'm coming at you they just stood there yeah it's like uh, what (laughs) there's so much so much room there but uh i don't want to say then that was the game but if that if that one was the game the game was after that first goal you fucking talking yeah that's fair enough i I was just gonna say if that first one was a backbreaker then this one was i don't know the nail in the coffin what what kind of cliche do you want me to pull out there Kane had his Kane had our best opportunity of the day, probably about five minutes later or so in the 63rd, where he had a little give and go just outside the top of the box on a shot that went uh, directly at Kepa almost. Uh, I think he had to go a little bit to his, to his right. Uh, we'll give him a little credit for that save, but it didn't test him at all in that one. And that was maybe our best chance of the game. That was it. That was about it. That or Kane had a free kick in the fourth minute that I know you're not going to believe this. It hit the wall. A Harry Kane free kick. Right away, should let Dyer take it. We were so stupid of us. We have Dyer not taking those. Or Trippier didn't replace that either. Let's Sun. Can we get Sun to take them? His, his service is still great. It's been great. Let's it's corners. Yeah, give, actually, give right. Him a shot. I don't know. Who cares? Lacelso scored on one. Let him go for it. But uh, other than that, I, I, yeah, uh, Silva had a freaking header and another open corner they had uh romero had a had a similar block i guess to dyer should have been a goal block lukaku had one good had one good opportunity took him to the 85th minute if you remember this is right after i turned the game off this is literally the last thing i wrote down in the game because he he had a wide open header and just hit it right at hugo and that about the 85th minute so by the 86th minute at some point, I said, fuck this. And I turned off the game and then they scored like three minutes later. I was like, ah, I was watching with a, with a Liverpool buddy of mine. And he was like looking up the scores a little bit later. And cause I think that they're maybe second now or tied with Chelsea based on goal differential. And he was like, oh, fuck oh, that. Hell. How the hell did Spurs let that in? It's like, well, let me tell you, this is Spursy. How did they, how did they let it in? Did you just He's a that? Liverpool fan. Like hasn't like, been watching all of a sudden, like, like hasn't been watching Liverpool for the years before they will finally won their, he knows exactly how they live. Yeah, but yes, we are more Spursy than Liverpool will ever be. But still, you 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 know what's going on. Congrats to us on that uh, big three zero loss, uh, Ben. We already tried to take some positives out of this one, but now let the blame game begin because that's what kind of <laughs> mood my, that's what kind of mood I'm in. Uh, Nuno, what do you think? Nuno out, Spurs out, Nuno out. I mean, like if certain people would become available, Nuno out in a second. I don't. I think there's a, there's a reason we got him 10th. So I, Nuno is not an inspirational coach. 
he's not like we want to give him his time and he needs his time to build his system but let's not pretend like one one we definitely want him to do this and if it succeeds obviously we're all rooting for this and i think in the first couple of podcasts we were kind of this delusion like oh we finally got our coach he's ours he's ours now let's be happy let's be positive that's all we can really be but i think you're kind of seeing what nuno really is he is slightly more attacking than Mourinho, still counterattacking. He didn't do anything in the second half to make anything better. Not that he had much off the bench and it's Chelsea, but when you're still averaging less than a goal, a, goal, a chance, a goal, a chance a game, expected goal a game of like 0.79 when you play really well in the first, like it's not good. It's really bad. And we all season we've been like this. We can't get shots on goal. We can't get chances. We're, it looks the same as last year, except we're not scoring. I'm going to give him a little bit more time personally. So this is going to make for good, good, good radio since I'm going to disagree a little bit. I, I would give him more time. Not only did he come Still in late, calling it radio. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's 2021. Like, you know, it's like, you know, the tongue in cheek is this bad radio, yeah. you know, like they do on part of my take this bad radio. But um, yeah, I'm going to give him a little bit more time, Nuno, because not only did he come in late, the Copa, the Euros, a lot of guys came in late. And the, the, a lot of the pieces that he did have, or at least some of the pieces that he did have, are performing okay. I mean, the, the back line, to me, looks great. And Romero, it's, it's, I thought Romero was our best player yesterday. One of the best players yesterday. Yeah, yeah. They The back line, I thought, was great. Uh, again, Lukaku barely heard his name in the game, which but, is but a are, huge testament. Are you but, saying this only because we have to say this? No, I think it's legitimate. I think at some point, it's going to come down to... Are you going to give this guy some help, a.k.a. a creative player or two or 10 like with the way that our bench looks right now? But is this the football you want to see? Because the creative player that like, look, I was really excited for Triori and Triori is the player that he wants because he wants this counterattacking style. I thought we got so upset with this counterattacking style that we would do anything to move to a non counterattacking style. And Levy goes, we couldn't get this guy for whatever reason. We didn't get these got these other coaches and we settled on a guy who's counterattacking. I could give him a little. I mean, there were some signs there in the first half that we had possession, like you said. I thought it was pretty, pretty decent for what we're used to. There are still some signs there, and I would give him more time. I just want to know: Are you going to back him? Because that's been a big problem here with this team. You had you had the attacking manager in in Pochettino how long ago, and they didn't want to buy anyone for a year and a half. It was what do you what do you expect with these man do? It, you know, we could, talk, I, we could talk about Levy every episode and just have 50 minutes of just shitting on Levy and him and how he's failed this team. But like going back to Nuno, yeah. How are these players inspired by, oh, here's the 10th guy we brought in. Where is it? What has he really done? The only thing I'll say about that is Harry Kane's definitely looking at Nuno going, hey, I, I know I understand Mourinho is bad, but like at least Mourinho is Mourinho. Yeah. Dude, however you think about him, like that man. You saw it in this in the show. Like, I want to make it the best player ever. How is he coming back to Spurs, trying to be happy and going? Oh, we got you, Nuno. Yeah, I, I don't, and, and no one else. I don't particularly think that if I was Harry Kane, I'd be very motivated either. We'll, we'll get to him in a second, but I, I would give Nuno personally more time. I'd give him another window at least. He's not on a long term deal. If but Pacha, if Pochettino gets fired by PSG. That's going to be an interesting question that we're going to have to ask if he, but I think in the same boat, almost he needs to get more time with PSG as Nuno needs to get more time with Spurs. I think that you need Messi's already mad at him. Messi. I know he didn't give him a high five. 
no high five, messy gate, <laughs> no high five. But I think that Nuno needs more time. And I think it might, what it might come down to what is, what are Spurs going to do? This is kind of a little bit to what you were saying, but I can't remember the exact number that you graded the transfer window, but that, that's kind of beyond the point. But five. are you going to be five? Uh, are you going to be same old Spurs? Or are you going to do something different? By that, I mean, okay, you're not going to be Chelsea and have all these monstrous pieces coming off the bench ever. That's just the reality of what Spurs Spurs are. But how much time are you going to give these pieces? Like, okay, I've been told for two years now that LaCelso has some creativity in his game and I get to watch him play well at the Copa and I've never seen him do certain types uh, of things for I was us. I about to say that. As long as I don't have to watch any more Copa games where he plays really well and then have to watch him play for us. It's I'm just good. like, when, when are you going to, and more, more for me, it's not when are you are going to spend like it? Like, okay. If he's not good enough, if we still don't have any creativity in the middle of the field by the time the the January window comes around, then enough waiting around. Like we've given these guys enough time. If you have to go on later and sell them for less, okay, I know you're not going to maybe leave Gio as a backup on your team because you're Spurs and you want to kind of make up some of the funds, whatever. How long are we going to get these? How long are we going to wait for these guys to finally make a difference? I mean, bring some even bring someone else in and leave them around and get some kind of competition in there for a creative, creative spot. I mean, who's going to, who the hell is going to, going to push you geo Tange who, who just barely got on the field in the past week for the first time this year. Like there's nobody pushing these guys, these guys, we want to get more squeeze more out of, there's nobody pushing them. And that brings me my radio segue here into our next discussion. Uh, ben, you mentioned it off air pre recording button hit on the zoom call by me hmm. leadership of this team uh and i think that kind of really boils down to you know the, the there's only so much leadership that credit hugo world cup winner there's only so much leadership that he can show on the field on game day because he's literally standing in one box basically for the whole time in terms of outfield players the leadership then falls on to harry kane for this team and like, what are we going to do with that right now? What are we going to, yeah, that's a good way to put it. What are we going to do with that right now? Well, like, uh, we can't give him the captain. I mean, we, we can't give him the captain armband when we, he could be gone after the year. So the, the clear choice, the, there's two choices. It's Sonny or Pierre. And I, Pierre seems like the more, the bigger leader, but it's not about that. It's more about overall, one leader is not going to do it. One person pressing this team to play better is just, is not going to do it, and Pierre does that. That dude plays his ass off. Where there's got to be more leaders on the field. Dyer's yelling has to, Dyer has to be more of a leader, and like as, uh, we talked about it before on that on that goal on that uh, corner kick when, in which they scored, he's he's got to ha- push up. But also at the same point, Dyer's not good enough. Yeah, we don't know if he's going to be how long he's going to be on the field. We can't give it to Kane. I, I want to believe Sonny is a true leader, but I don't. We I don't know why. It's like he's the happy-go-lucky guy that you don't want to you don't want to put the pressure on of being the captain of the team. I would I would I actually had never I don't know whatever for whatever reason I had never really considered him as a captaincy thing. I think just, it's so just many a, of the narratives point to point to you know Hoiberg as being yeah. that guy. I mean for good reason too because we we brought him in from his former club and he was the captain of that club, so mm-hmm. he has it on his resume that he's done that. But I wouldn't be opposed to Sonny either. I mean, he really embraces the club, and that's where are we at with our 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 captain and vice captain right now. The one wants to get the one could not want to be further away from 
North London right now, <laughs> the one at the top of the field. Yeah, and I, I, I like Hugo, but I mean, he was part of this team that kind of just fell apart at the yeah, end, uh, after the end of uh, the Champions League final. Yeah, Hugo's had has his issues, but that's a world class goaltender, and he still makes unbelievable saves. He did. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, I do. We're agree. not. Let's. I listen to a podcast, and someone's like, "Don't even, don't even argue with me over world class goaltenders and Hugo Lloris. We have one of the best, so we have nothing. We don't. He goes fine." He'll make an error, but the team makes way more errors than Hugo does for how many times Hugo makes an amazing save. In terms of Hugo's play, but I was last year, I remember some of our debates when everything was going downhill with with Mourinho and this team that some of my thoughts were, let's get rid of Hugo next summer at some point. It's a shakeup. At some point, this team needed some kind of shakeup. They didn't want to bring in new blood. The plan was with Levy clearly to... Get rid of Pouch. Roll the dice again with Jose. Jose. Sorry, Jose, who's maybe listening to this and his son. You know, <laughs> um, and, but, and his uh, son and his but, girlfriend uh, and his yeah. mother and his and father the, and the rest Sorry. of the, uh, everyone else. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, they wanted to roll back with the same team. And now they're at least opening up the possibility to some changes. But uh, it's. It's, I, I'm definitely not as, and I will say in terms of me saying that last year, that definitely would probably have been a bad idea. And I would have been wrong because Hugo's very good on the field, but I, it, in terms of a shakeup, I still kind of stand by because this, this team at times with a leadership just, just certainly isn't there. And I mean, Harry Kane could at sometimes a narrative about him is a little tough. I feel in terms of him wanting to go uh, and, and what have you, I mean, come on, who, who's going to argue that it looks like he doesn't want to be there. He does. He looks like. Oh, he looks like he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he doesn't looks. He doesn't look like he but, wants to be there at all. But to, to defend him, give him no service. No, exactly. So, and that's one of the reasons why he doesn't want to be there. He looks around him and goes, "This team isn't any better." I don't even know if the, this team is probably because I get this shit with team. England all the time. I get it enough there. Why do I got to get it here? Yeah, except the, when he goes to place with England, he's got Graylish and <laughs> Sterling. Sometimes he does occasionally actually get the service, and you can see the signs of hope where service can come from. And with us, it's like for fuck's sake. I, I think he looks at Son and goes, "I mean, you're my you're my boy." And he looks at Indombele and goes, "Please figure it out because you're the other talent that I need." And the rest of the team, he looks at and goes, "We must look at Dell and goes, what the fuck happened to you, bro? Like, what is? <laughs> are you good? Like, what's going on?" I need your runs. I need things that you used to do that got me open and made things that I was good at. Cause I'm not going to be able to do what I did last year. Teams are so onto it. Guard Son and Kane and see what the Spurs can do because no one on this team can score goals except for those two players. Where, and where do you think that Harry Kane would rather be? Do you think he would, I don't even know. Uh, I don't. I, I, where is like a, the, the worst possible scenario that Harry Kane would probably want to be instead of with Spurs? Not even like just in like a life sense. Like, do you think he would rather have like food poisoning? I, I, I feel like he might rather have food poisoning than to. <laughs> he looks like he has food poisoning. He's running <laughs> he around like, like he has food poisoning. He's running around like he just shat his pants. I think he. I think there's a certain scenario where he might rather like walk in on his wife than suit up for Tottenham again, because this is like, he doesn't want to be there at all. Like, I don't know what the worst case line would be for Harry Kane, but it's, it's pretty fucking bad. At this yeah, point. You know, the, the shame of having to play for Tottenham, the yeah. absolute shame of having to play in that stadium in a team that's, well, you know what, to his credit, like I'll, I keep saying this, we play in that stadium, Skywalk FC. It's just, 
ridiculous how he must look around and goes, how do we have all of this and this training ground? And then this team, we could talk about that, doesn't have the quality we think it has. It doesn't. We've been signing bad players. I think they have the wrong kind of quality. Specifically, they don't have creative pieces. Do they have some quality? I think, yeah, they think they made the back line better. Yeah, yeah. We've seen Lichelzo look good for South American teams and the South American way that they're playing it. But in Argentina, what does but... he need? Like a, a, he needs like a tackle. <laughs> what do you mean? These guys roll around more than anything. And when you play for Argentina, what are you getting? Like studs up tackles from everyone on a garbage field. Is that what he needs? Is our field too nice for him? I guess. Gets, yeah. I, yeah. Maybe it's just, it's too fine. Maybe I they don't know. should put the NFL field out there next time. The, the lines are probably different. So where are you guys, are you guys calling advantage. him? You guys calling him Casper? Yeah, I was calling him Casper and not Cas- Casper Schmeichel. The friendly ghost. You can't fucking see him when he's playing out there. Yeah, he was gone. He was he he decided like I'm just gonna leave. But then they also took Andombele on and Dombele and Los Celtic come up in the 60th minute for heel and skip. And I was like, but we're down a goal. But I guess this is the plan. This is the smash and grab plan of Los Celso has been in Croatia, I don't know, doing whatever they were doing. I'm assuming training, but not training enough for full game fitness and Dombele has never been full game fitness in his entire life. And so in the 60th minute, they come off heel and skip come on. And you're just like heads. Go, it's like heads go down. Like heads were kind of already down after the goal. And you're just like, this, this is going to get worse, even though we're getting like, I guess better defensively, but heels not ready for this game. I wish you could like, I, I, I can't use my superior editing at this point to sum up how I feel about those substitutes because you can't, there's no sound in a GIF, but you know that GIF of Alonzo Mourning when he's on the bench and he's just like shaking his head. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. gets eventually he's like, all right, well, oh. <laughs> he gets it. Yeah. Like that's pretty much what my what I did when they subbed off Gio and Tange because I'm like, all right, there goes any sense of creativity we had in the midfield. But I'm like, well, wait, what was what was Lacelzo doing before then? And and you, knew, Tange, and you knew Tange no, was no, running out. Yeah, yeah, you knew he was running out of steam. You're just like, well. Hey, did right. you did you correct did you correct your saying of Endembele? No, I don't know. I guess kind of fire out whatever the one. Because Jose mentioned in the group that you were like dropping the end. It was like Dumbele. And I, I heard it I heard it said like that, but then a lot, some other people you could hear the end for sure. I, I, there, I missed there you gave it some end. Yeah, no, I, I always gave it a little little end before the D. But um yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know where that's actually going. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what the, I don't know what the end is. I don't either, but roll with it. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of how I felt, and that's kind of how I felt with the rest of this game. So let's enough of this game, enough of this leadership uh, preview episode now for a couple minutes. I was not nervous after playing like not great. <laughs> we had Crystal Palace, and then they lost three nothing, and now we have Wolves, and I'm not feeling that great. <laughs> not feeling that great about oh, Wednesday because. Of, of our last game and they must be slighted after we took that game from them yes that's pretty much very much why i feel about that is that they should be probably pretty pretty pissed that uh that, you that happened you don't think troy was gonna go for two goals <laughs> just I, because yeah, well they did get they, they did get beat pretty bad this week correct they lost to um brentford yeah they lost to brentford 2-0 that was their last game, Wolverhampton Wanderers. And yeah, it, it was that one nothing. It was in our streak of one one nil, one nil streak there. And it certainly did not feel feel very comfortable uh in that game. And because of that, my concern level is 
high <laughs> going into Wednesday. Are Amazing. we going to see the first? This is the first round Carabao Cup for us. Are we going to be a first round exit? Not that I, you know, am holding this pedestal on the Carabao yeah. Cup, but I mean, all I can say is 50 50. I'm not going to say Wolves are a better team than us. I'm not going to say we're playing well enough. I mean, they did just lose. So there's clearly they have ish their own issues. I mean, they still can't score. Jimenez hasn't, I don't know if he hasn't recovered from that insane injury that he had last year. But yeah. I'm nervous from that game because they they murdered us the last game and we got we we fucking snug we snagged that win and got out of there and I think they're ready yeah they're gonna be ready for that comeback and we did not handle Triori well I don't know who's coming in to handle Triori Tanganga was will be able to play do we leave Emerson to try to stick with Triori I think Romero plays actually hmm, I don't think Romero plays I think Sanchez plays good thought and with Dyer Dyer coming off that injury makes it interesting. Yeah, because uh, Roden's been playing pretty well, too. Yeah, would you play Sanchez and Roden? I'd be okay with that. And then I'd play Davies. Reggie didn't have a great game. i played Davies. Yeah, Reggie dropped off after the first 20, 30 minutes in, in that game, even I, in the first half uh, against Chelsea. I thought he would not dominate. And I know Azpilicueta is an, ex, an amazing player. I mean, a little over the hill right now, but I thought he would have a better, easier time with him. And it seemed like Azpilicueta kept winning that, winning that battle down that side. Not that really anything came from it, but I thought Reggie was a, would be able to get up the field more. But it seemed that high press kept Reggie back with the, the their five back, five in the back, and Aspilicueta coming with side. But them being kind of like you know the same frame, I guess the same type of speed. But Reggie kind of I thought he'd have a better time. But you know, you play against good players who have more experience, and sometimes you just lose. But I thought yeah, he didn't have a, the greatest game either, and he was he was quite out of position on the Rudiger goal. Not that it was really mattered, but he was. Yeah, not at that point that we were counting anything that happened there anymore because we were on to the other football in that moment, or at least, yeah, I think we both were. You turned off the game by then, right? Yeah. I No, no, no. I had it on my computer. Ah. It was so like Rudiger's goal goes in as Zach Wilson throws his second pick at the same exact time. Uh, At least you got a Batman mug. Who's playing the midfield? That's what I was going to say. I think this Wolves game and how I'm feeling about it is going to come down to how they line up. Uh, are they going to go double holding and go with no creativity in the midfield with like no, a I skip think, I think LaSalle, situation? I, I feel like LaCelso plays. I feel like he just puts him out there. Just anywhere. Just some... well, I, <laughs> I think he's a lot to prove after that shit game. Plus, I'll give him the credit of he just came back from Croatia after that crazy event that occurred. He clearly wasn't Matt. Match fit. Um, and Dombley has played back-to-back games, so I think they'll keep him out. I do think it'll be Hoiberg and Skip. Um, and then Kane will play. Sonny should play. And then I think maybe... Oh, God. <laughs> I keep remembering we don't have Ber- Bergwijn. did not look good in that picture in the boot. So Yeah, another news. Uh, Dutch people use Snapchat still. <laughs> That's, that was my biggest takeaway of, of that. So Who are you sending me this? Please send me an Instagram post or something. Yeah, like please, man, just but, get up on get up in yeah. there on the uh, on the Instagram. I, I don't. Like, Kane's gonna play every game forever until like we decide to sell him in January. I think Kane plays against Wolves because you know we we've had the Thursday to Sunday where we where we have him have him in the lineup both times. So Wednesday to Sunday, why would they not do that again? These Sundays are gonna kill me, man. They're gonna kill me. But yeah, uh, I agree. No. We have we have the extra day. 
these Sundays are a nightmare. I got I got to work and shit, and I'm like, oh, just like affect Spurs are gonna do some Spursy shit and affect my whole mood for my work day. You know, you know how we fix that, right? It's uh, called the Champions League, and we might never ever be in it again. As long as Lee, as long as Levy's here. Yeah, I don't have anything to add. <laughs> Boy, bottle this London Derby onto the North London Derby, which is going to be hilarious because after mocking after the before the international break and mocking Arsenal for being in 20th place and us being, you know, top of the league. If they win this game, we're tied. Tied in the table. Yep, I quit. Up the mighty pool. Blackpool.